What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Where's My Hat Podcast. I'm the host today by myself, Brandon Eifred, a.k.a. Equip at Equip Music, and I'm joined today by Rolly Maines. He is a professor at PFW University, Purdue, Fort Wayne, Indiana. He's an all-around great guy. He's an awesome professor and mentor to me. I do my uh, applied lessons with him for the semester. It's actually my sixth semester of applied lessons. I had four with him. And I got to say, the guy is amazing. Um, he's here today. I'm so happy that he decided to do this. So without further ado, here we go. going on how are you much hey so i heard part of the intro that's pretty impressive yeah i figured i'd give you a nice little introduction yeah i feel a little pressured now see i don't normally give i don't let the guests listen to the intros usually (laughs) so you probably shouldn't have let me listen to it either because i don't even know what to say oh no you're doing great um that's the funny thing is like every time we're in here if we are just shooting the shit you know Mm -hmm. it's always a really great conversation but then sometimes when you put a microphone in front of your face then it's like oh no then you're overthinking everything yeah it's like when the red light goes on when you record it's like yeah yeah you play it no i can't play it no (laughs) yeah play it perfectly a thousand times and then as soon as you press record it all goes out the window yeah why is that uh it's all just a mental thing it is oh it's completely mental i think the more I've practiced a lot doing that, you know, even recording at home by myself, you still get that. You're like, okay, just knowing. But I think the more you do it, you just kind of. Yeah. Logic has this thing where you, you can play and it you don't have to hit record, but it remembers what you play. And that actually works pretty well oh, until you cool. start thinking about the fact that it's listening and then whatever you play is being heard <laughs> and so, you're so, just back in the same boat. So it's basically just recording even when it's not recording? Yeah. Like oh, for, yeah. for MIDI or audio too? Uh MIDI. Okay. Only MIDI. Audio, but... that would t- start taking up a bunch of space or whatever, wouldn't it? You're just like <laughs> trying to. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know where it goes because it, it'll record it a long time. And the thing with Logic 2 is that it, it, uh, you don't have to hit play. Yeah. It can just be sitting there. <laughs> it's listening. It is listening. Like, like Google on your phone. It's worse than Alexa, actually. Yeah. Or Siri or anybody like that. So for you, if you don't know, like those are all digital audio workstations, the things that when you go into a studio, that's what they're running on the computer to record the audio. Yeah. That's, and that's what us keyboard players talk about. Yeah. We just talk about tech nerd stuff. I really am a nerd. Like I love that kind of stuff. Really. Guitarists are a little bit more, more nerdy than keyboard players. Oh yeah. Guitarists are talking about alphabets and numbers and the latest. And I, I got nothing. Yeah. Got nothing. It's, uh, I, I can't imagine a worse conversation to be trapped in than a bunch of guitar players talking about their gear. <laughs> I just can't. It's can't like when it. you when you start talking music theory and the drummer's sitting there, he's like, <laughs> exactly like right. okay, we're going to go up to F, we're going to you know, modulate down to G sharp. He's like, what? Yeah. It's like you're speaking another language. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Alexa, you, like I think that's going to be uh, pretty soon, you know, chat GPT or the AI. Alexa will just be like talking to another human being pretty soon. It'll be like, you know, very human. Yeah, I have mine set to where it, it uh, so it does whatever it tells. It's like Alexa, turn on whatever, and then it waits a bit, and then it'll turn off. So I can follow it up. Mm-hmm. But what I do also is call her names, and I oh, yeah. tell her she's full of shit and stuff. I'm I'm pretty sure there's a point where she's gonna say, "Wait a minute, <laughs> I'm, right? I'm She'll not just... gonna turn your lights on anymore." <laughs> She'll start talking Wait, back. Can we swear? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Like you can literally say anything you want. Fuck, fuckity, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm leaving that in. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I usually actually give the guest the podcast so they can check it out, and that way, if you hear yourself, I I kind of don't like doing that because I feel like sometimes people want to edit out all the like parts that they they perceive as a bad part, but like actually people would want to hear, you know, or like people might resonate with something even if it's to you. It's it might be embarrassing <laughs> or silly, like. 
Okay. Yeah. Hopefully you won't but but I'll, I'll like, but yeah, I'm not just going to like, I won't do, do it like that. Okay. You'll just be like, oh, wow, I really wish I didn't say that too late. It's on the, you know, yeah, you'll get I mean, like a say in it. I kind of, I mean, I have these really strong opinions about a bunch of different things and I have to be careful as, you know. A professor. Yeah. Employed by the school. Yeah, because, I mean, students are going to find out that you're on this podcast, you know, and they're going to definitely, <laughs> li- this is, I'm so glad you're on this. This is really cool. Hello, students. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, mean, I know I'll, I'll get Sam to listen to it and he'll probably tell his, his friends. And yeah, he's a so, popular dude. Well, it depends on what I say, I guess. If I don't say anything in the next whatever, yeah, I know. See, I'm gonna be boring. I'm messing up as the host by saying any of this. I should just like, we're supposed to, it's, it's just, kind of meta, yeah, talking about the thing, yeah, yeah. Literally, like anything goes on this podcast. We've talked about, yeah, we could, you, I mean, if you we could break up, <laughs> never mind, yeah, sorry, yeah, no, that's funny, like. Me and Kristen have been just doing, like we did the last episode, so we're trying to kind of revamp it a little bit. Well, I liked it. Yeah. Until they got a little jiggy with it, but that was turbulent. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. a little bit. It was kind of like watching uh, like Maury or, uh, you know, Jerry, Jerry, what's his name? Jerry Springer, but. Yeah. Or watching a car accident. You kind of are compelled <laughs> to watch. Accident. It is. Like, I just have this morbid curiosity now to see how this pans out. So, I was yeah. listening to it on the road. I was like driving somewhere and it yeah. just went on and on and on and on and on and on. It ate up a bunch of time. Yeah. It was, it was fine. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. That's awesome. Yeah. That's what so, podcasts are for. That was just a little bit of right. interesting. <laughs> yeah. Trend. Yeah. And each episode's, they're pretty different from each other and there's no real structure. There's a couple different, they were doing like, the fuck Mary kill game for a while where you yeah. pick three people and I like that. Yeah. I've, I've heard other podcasts do it though. It's not exclusive to us. We didn't think of that, but it is kind of fun to do sometimes. Yeah. I've been thinking about doing podcasts and they, you know, one of the things you're supposed to do is like tell people up front what this podcast is going to be about. Yeah. Talk about, see, I, I throw that right out the window. <laughs> it's just... Well, it's, I mean, it's, okay. So it's, it's classified. You have to put like a genre sort of for your podcast on, or to help people find it. And it's on, you know, Apple and Spotify have that. So you can click like music podcast, but this is a, so it's a comedy podcast technically, which is the, probably the broadest thing. You can literally talk about anything. That's good. So, Except and I, 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 I want, funny. well, no, it doesn't. I mean, I just want it to be like you just a natural conversation. Cause most of the podcast I listen to, it's just, it's like a comedian and his friend and they're both like professional comedians and, you know, and they're in the, the industry and all that. But they just are literally just talking about things. They might hit a few topics that they want to talk about or whatever. They're, you know, having, it's like you're just talking, it just shows they're, they're like real people, not just this godlike thing on stage all the time, you know? Yeah. So. Well, I mean, I hope it's interesting because, uh, you know, living in New York, you would sit in the subway and listen to people either talk on their phone or talk to each other. And I've found that. <laughs> That that eve that eavesdropping kind of thing. Yeah, people are boring. People talk about the most boring stuff, and so hopefully this will be more interesting than that. Oh, for sure. But I don't, you know, we're not going to talk about shopping and all that <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Well, that's another thing that's funny to me when people are like, "Yeah, the government's listening to you on your phone." It's like the government doesn't fucking care any yeah, like care. anything uh, you're doing. Like you are you're the most. You're not important. You're not John Wick. Like, I don't know. It's funny. Yes. We're boring, basically. But we we were talking about it, so I just wanted to. Oh yeah, so he watched the original it. I watched the OG, and it wasn't as scary. The the, one of the kids from uh, Stranger Things is in there. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Kid with glasses is uh, okay. uh, I don't know the. I I watched Stranger Things, but I can't remember what his name is. But he's one of the main guys. Okay, I haven't seen Uh, it in a while. I've and and I haven't seen all of it. Reminded me of Stranger Things. The whole vibe of it is very Stranger Things. Just it's a kind of different but it's it's kids fighting paranormal kinds of stuff yeah that only they know about it is yeah. very similar i never really thought about that but it's not it, it's not as scary as i thought and the the clown's got that thing with its mouth it's like well, that that it should be different than that and then yeah there's a bunch of things about it that are kind of goofy yeah like the end where he's like a giant spider yeah. I mean, yeah, sorry if that's that, a right? spoiler for you, but that movie came out like over 20 years ago. So I think, yeah, we're, we're, we're I think clear. we're, yeah. Um, when did it come out? 
I want to say uh, late eighties, right? Well, I don't know that kid. It, I mean, he was young in Stranger Things, so it couldn't have been maybe mid nineties, maybe. Maybe nineties. That's a good question. Because the other one, see, we could so look they, this up, but leave it in the comments. Tell us what year it was. Yeah, if we could look it up. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Uh, chapter two is the one that they remade, I think, where the people come back 30 years later, supposedly. So I'm guessing that it's a whole different cast. Yeah, yeah. Because okay, the whole thing I think is like three hours long, isn't it? Well, if the you, the, the 90s like one and, is three hours, but the new one is two hours. Oh, the new. Is I that see. Right? I one think, of them is three hours, and the other one's only two. I think the original's the long one, and yeah, yeah. And the kid, like, yeah, and you're right. I I thought it, it's a scary concept, obviously, but the the fact that it's a clown doesn't. I'm not. I'm not like. I don't have the clown phobia thing yeah, at all. So it didn't really. I just think clowns are stupid. I think the worst part was when they're opening the fortune cookies. You know, where they're like all they all have like their worst fear inside the. Yeah. That was kind of. Yeah, that was kind of crazy. Yeah, well, and that's that's a, I mean, you know, that, that's kind of an interesting thing. But what's weird is that, like, the one kid never saw the the clown, and he doesn't particularly have a fear of clowns. There's one of them. It's like, but they all see the clown, so, mm -hmm. so evidently that that doesn't work. <laughs> I don't know. It it it's, just wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be, and now I want to see the second one because I've heard it's better. Do you like? Um, do you believe in ghosts, or do you like ghosts? Because I was an excellent question. No, I, I, on well, when it's in the middle of the night and I'm in a strange place, yes. But then you believe in ghosts. I believe the possibility that they exist, but from a rational standpoint, I've talked to people who believe in ghosts a lot, <clears throat> but I have problems with ghosts in that I don't understand why they lurk around. If well, if ghosts are everywhere, why don't they? Why aren't we just seeing them everywhere? Why don't they just I, walk around? I agree. You would think. See, here's here's what I think though. If you, I don't know if they're real or not. I'm kind of on the fence about it still. But I think if there were, you you would think there'd be because there's way more people that have died than are alive right now, and there's a ton of people alive right now. Right. So imagine the amount of ghosts that would just be out there. But maybe there's only certain ones that stick around. Like maybe dying in a traumatic way. So that's or, the second thing I think ghosts are stupid is because people always do what you just did. Which yeah. is, they, they sort of explain it away. Like anybody would know. Yeah. Well, nobody knows. That's the thing, though. That's what the, it's kind of the beauty of it is like, it's you're just, unknown. You, you're just you can, making shit up. Then. It's just like the afterlife or something like that. Then that's, if ghosts are real, then you have to think like, okay, then spirits, we have a spirit in our body that when you die is going to go somewhere, you know? Yeah. With your name, uh, which is problematic also. Yeah. I mean, I get the whole consciousness thing, and that's a whole nother thing. But ghosts, the other thing, so it, it's the explaining away of ghosts without any proof that there's a ghost. If there's a ghost that's living in your house and it's, it's you know, knocking stuff over, then <laughs> then you should be able to bring people in and, and the ghost should just keep doing it. But the ghost stops. So people only see ghosts when they're alone. Maybe there's rules, you know. I don't know. The other rule is why do ghosts have clothes on? I mean... That could be like their like how they choose to want to. I mean, that's the thing. I could just sit here and make stuff up because who knows? Yes, because the answer yeah. to that question usually is it's 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 that you want them to look a certain way, so you project. Which that that's that's lame. I don't know. Well, then there's like shadow figures though and stuff where you don't really see if you can't even tell facial features. You know, there's all these different types of yeah. There's the ball thing, the energy balls. Oh, that, those little like people, orbs. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, orbs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like like how would you know that that's a ghost? That doesn't look like a ghost. I've watched a lot of the those compilations on YouTube of ghost videos, and a lot of them do have like those orbs thing. They'll kind of appear in front of the camera before something happens. So it is kind of crazy, but also like dust particles are out there, you know? I mean, I could see that just... But then again, I mean, I don't... Like if I'm filming stuff at home, I don't see that. So I don't know. It is kind of weird. Or how hard is it to edit a video too, you know? Like how many of these people just want clout? Especially if a channel says like <clears throat> ghost hunters in the title of the channel. I don't trust it. I trust the videos way more where this person has for like years just uploaded random content. And then all of a sudden they're like, guys, I think this is like really crazy. Or they'll just have. And then you got to be suspicious. Like they're really scared. So they just pull out their camera and start filming. Like, I guess maybe I would do that if, if I was in that situation. But it is kind of. Again, it, you know, I mean, it could be anything. Uh, it's just it, if so. 
So science, right? I mean, there's a certain amount of proof that you, if you're going to make a special claim, you got to be able to prove the claim. Mm-hmm. It is not up to me. If, if I make a claim that unicorns exist, it's not up to you to prove what I just said was right. Yeah. I, I got to be the one that says, well, here's why unicorns exist, because you can see it, or flat earth, or any of those kinds of things. You, you've got to be able to prove it. And if you can't prove it, then you just have to accept the fact that it's just your opinion. And in the case of ghosts, you've got to accept the fact that you're probably just making shit up because the, you, nobody's yeah. been dead, became a ghost, and it comes back and says, well, here's what happens. When you die, you're given a bunch of clothes, choices, and you choose whatever to wear for the rest of eternity. Civil War soldier, sorry about that, but <laughs> that's what you got to wear, even though you were not a Civil War soldier, but maybe a year, maybe, six yeah. months tops. And then all of a sudden, that's killed. your whole identity. Yes. For eternity. <laughs> or, you know, some little kid who's always died from diphtheria or dysentery yeah. or some kind of thing, and they always have a nice, clean thing. Well, shouldn't it have shit all over it? Shouldn't it, like, blood and all kinds of things, coughing up blood? Yeah. And it's always pristine and... Yeah, it is weird. Yeah, how does that work? Like, what uh, do they? How do they get? The, do they get to choose their appearance? Are they stuck with something? Are they a temp? Maybe a ghost stays for a while and then it goes away. You know, uh, and yeah. I, and it's always funny to me those ghost hunter shows. They'll go to a house and be like, "We're going to talk to the girl that died here." Like, how do they? What if it's like if let's say the ghosts are real? There could be like thirty other ghosts that died in this old house, right. and then those are the ones they're communicating yeah. with, and then they can't. Yeah. They can, the ghost can never just like talk to you either and just be like, "Hey, man, this is what's going on." Yeah. They always got to be really, and then that's the other thing. Like, why? Why are people? If ghosts are real, I swear to God, I wouldn't be. I'm not like scared of ghosts, because like, all they do is knock shit over or open a door or shut a door. That is the they're other like, question: is what are they going to do to you? They appear. They can't. Yeah, if they're not, they're in like another plane of reality where you can only see them if they choose to be seen, and they they can't really touch physical objects or hurt you. Really, I don't think anyone's ever. Well, it's not like someone we- might have died from a ghost. Uh, but well, I doubt it. Well, it's not like we real. walk around, you know, like ambulances are flying all around the city picking up dead people because ghosts killed them, you know? It, <laughs> yeah. Because they Seems don't. Weird. No. I mean, it's, sure, it's it's the unknown and it's, you know, part of our own imagination, but it's bullshit. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was going to recommend. I think it's a pretty scary movie is The Conjuring. Cause there, it, but it deals more with evil spirit, like a demon spirit, like a this woman. Like, yeah, you should just watch it. I won't, I won't spoil it. But the the Conjuring's good. I think there's an older one, but I'm I'm talking about the the newer one. Well, I don't yeah, know what your demons are are also sort of an interesting thing, which is a, a kind of a shift. But it's the same idea is that nobody can prove demons exist. No one's ever seen one. I mean, people have See, and quote, these unquote, people seen one. That's why it's interesting because it's like these people don't really believe in any of that stuff, and it's based on a true story, I guess. And you know, they always are, right? Yeah. But Amityville was supposed to be based on a true story. Yeah, but that wasn't. one that one wasn't. It wasn't true. No, no. That one was pretty good, wasn't it? Or the remake was. Yeah, good. no, no, it's good. It. I mean, I haven't seen it in a long time, but. Back in those days when they did ghost shows, you know, it, ghost movies, it it was good, but again, it transformed from ghosts into demons, though, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that kind of the thing? It's like the yeah, these are like entities from hell or a hell realm or something, you know, that are like just toying with you. That that would be kind of, I mean, if they're actually able to do things that could actually harm you or possess you to make you do bad things, that's pretty scary. But yeah. that's that's kind of how the Conjuring is. But you see, the thing is to, and put a pin in this because I want to come. I, You're put, good. I, I got an idea, but uh, <laughs> the the trouble with demons is that, uh, and this also is movies that have demons in them, is that if you're going to believe in demons, then then you're going to have to believe in angels, and you're going to have to believe in God, and you're going to have to believe that God is all powerful. So, so you can't just have demons. You've mm-hmm. you've got to buy into the whole thing. Which but you don't, it doesn't that, have to be angels like the ones with the wings fly like the typical i mean maybe there are just good and bad spirits you know it doesn't have to be a heaven hell well, that's, like that's Christian possible thing. you know but if there's going to be bad ones running around there's got to be good ones too yeah right yeah and I, well, Again, we're also though, shit up at this point well who knows i mean that's the thing about it i don't think people people don't like to think that there's things out there that we still don't understand in today's world you know like it, yeah we have everything figured out but think about like just a few hundred years ago what we had figured out compared to now i just feel like maybe someday you'll put on some goggles and you'll just be able to see 
and they'll just be like, yeah, this is a spirit, and they'll they'll know how how it works and everything. But it's right now, it seems like this magical thing that is impossible. But yeah, yeah. I mean, sure, and you know, there's there's a lot of things that happen, and there's energies around. I mean, quantum physics is really great because it sort of addresses the fact that there's a lot we can't see that's happening that we would never believe in a million years is able to happen. Mm -hmm. So sure, you know, as a Shakespeare, it's like there are more things on heaven and earth, Horatio, than your philosophies can tell. But but the problem is, again, None sort of, of our like, audience probably knows what the hell you just said, but well, I like Well, I mean, there's a lot of things on-, on I think I've, no, what, what uh, play is that from? Uh, Hamlet, I want to say. Hamlet. Yeah, and Hamlet says that to his friend Horatio. That's a good quote. By sort of explaining a way that I think that he saw his dad, his dead dad. Okay. Horatio's like, what? He's like, what? <laughs> and he says, yeah, there's a lot that you don't know what you're even talking about. That's sure. very true. It takes a wise person to know that. But but not knowing doesn't mean that you can leap then to the next to the next thing. And that's no. that's the that's the trouble with God, is that, you know, we we experience all kinds of things that happen to us, and so we can't explain it, so we just say it's God that does it. But but it's one thing to say it's just God that does it without any kind of preconceived uh, attachment to that God versus it's the God of the Bible. It's the God of Abraham and Jacob and whatever the other guy, right. Abraham, yeah. Isaac, and Jacob. Yeah, That yeah. God probably doesn't exist the way there may be a universal something that we all experience here and there. But to say that it's that God, that's a little presumptuous. Because there's a bunch of other gods that people point to that could just be as viable. You know? The cool mm. thing about Islam, and I'm not gonna speak about my expertise <laughs> on Islam. I remember reading a book <laughs> that's okay. by talk about it. a guy named John Houston. It's called The World's Religions. And he basically goes through the religions and sort of in synopsis forms, kind of distills it down without any of the garbage that goes along with it, the preconceived ideas. But sure. one of the things, the reason why Allah is Allah is because it's just God. That's just, that's the name. Uh, the, the Christian God, as well as the Jewish God, is Yahweh. So it's I am. It's a very specific God, whereas Allah is like, much more like the Tao in Taoism, which is uh, the Taoist idea that that which can be named is not uh, the Tao. So by naming it and calling it Yahweh, calling it Jesus, you have you have limited it to a certain thing. Yeah. But the idea of of Allah is that you can't you can't know it. It's it's bigger than you. I like that. And I think I think that is why we do that because we're human and we want to like personify it, you know, so we can understand it because yeah, I think it's like I think you said something. Let me see if I can get this right about like you can have plans for the future but it could the things that happen will be better than you even planned or better than you can imagine you know if you put yourself in there you know you have to you can't just like do nothing and expect that to happen you have to put yourself in the right place but people always want me to have a plan you know or like figure it out like exactly what yes. you're going to do but if yeah. you sometimes you imagine that things are going to go this way and you don't know even how like what could be uh, happening and i feel like that's yeah. that's how like god could be you know you don't even like like who are we to say we understand or if if there is a god if we're not all just pieces of god or you know the, yeah, the spiritual just, like all the native americans and the way they believe in spirits being just in the trees and different living things you know it's kind of yeah. interesting too i feel like all of this i think there's just small truths in each one that you know, make up part of a bigger thing that we all kind of understand little pieces of. Well, I, I think we all sort of walk around and, and even even atheists uh, walk around with a certain amount of wonder, right? Like, what the hell is this thing? Mm -hmm. What What is consciousness? What is the earth? What is energy? What is, why do we see these things on the planet? And why is our planet like the only one in the, so we, we all walk around with that. The danger is just trying to to label it and explain it away, and that we have that, to put everything in categories. Yeah. yeah, and then making it a life or death situation. You know, like like holding on to the fact that Jesus is Lord, and then expecting everybody to believe that. And if they don't, well, we're gonna you know take away your 
reproductive rights and all kinds of oh, things because yeah. that's what Jesus says. You're just making shit up and now because you don't what, even know. Yeah, I mean that's I mean back to the middle, you know, medieval ages where they were using it just to like keep people under control, basically. You know, it, like because you have no yeah. other. If we if you tell them that, then they're gonna be like, oh, now I have a reason to be good. You know, <laughs> to yeah. not to not be like a total delinquent. <laughs> Yeah. So, so I think it, and and it turns and out religions a, and wars. Sorry. Yeah. Well, no, go ahead. Yeah. Religion just like has been used for war to get people all rallied up against a common enemy. And it's, yeah, it's used for evil almost more than good, it seems like. Well, yeah. and it's kind of dying out a little bit like Christianity, at least, at least Catholicism. I know the numbers each year like dropping for people that attend church. Yeah. That's how well, I was raised. That's so. the beauty of this sort of. Uh, extreme right sort of playing all their cards because the younger generations are starting to see that this is like, okay, now you're just, now you're not even trying to pretend. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're just doing it. You're just being assholes for the sake of, of control. I mean, you know, the stuff that's going on in Tennessee is just like, uh, like, yeah, like, you know, ousting those two uh, Congress, those state senators, I guess they were, ousting them and then, you know, the third one was a white woman, but she wasn't ousted because, you know, one vote changed it. Well, mm -hmm. And then they said, oh, that's not racist because the two guys are black and they're well-spoken and they challenged them and they're actually trying to go against gun reform and they've got all these people. Yeah, they can't be racism. No, not at all. <laughs> no, we see it now, right? And yeah. so this whole bullshit about Jesus, uh, yeah, I know enough people to know that that there's a genuine comfort that comes from from praying and from all the things, singing, going to church. Definitely. And, you know, I'm not going to yuck their yum. I No, I think there's definitely good sides to I, I think if you start believing that you don't control everything in your life, like I think it's all just more basic than that. It's just you, you're basically just saying like, I know there's stuff that's beyond my control. I'm just going to like let the universe handle it. Yeah. And that's that's when like, because you can't, if you, if you try, it seems like when you do that, things just start going better. You know, yeah. things just start working out for you when you're not constantly trying to micromanage your whole existence. Yeah. And and that's when those, you know, those things that we're talking about, the those unimaginable situations happen that you, you couldn't have possibly come up with yourself. Those that's that is something that is unexplainable. I mean, yeah. you, you you know, the whole idea of writing down goals and stuff like that is and imagining what you want. I mean, I guess there's a certain exercise to that, but at the same time it's like no, no, no. Just keeping, well, I mean, I get a lot of it's common sense, but it's hard to put into practice, you know? Like, you, yeah, you should have some kind of thing you're trying to achieve. And obviously, if you keep that at kind of the forefront of your mind or wake up every day and think about it a little bit, like, what am I doing? Yeah. Trying to do this. And you're making steps towards that. Obviously, you're going to be more sure. successful than someone who's like totally just. Yeah. You're going to have the boat moving. Yeah. But, but you're right time. about it being like stuff like beyond what you can you don't really know you're not going to be able people want to know you know they want everything to be like they want to have it figured out and not have all this unknown stuff because that gives people anxiety and yeah makes you crazy yeah yeah so you have to let go i think i think i don't know i'm trying to figure it out well i'm trying to let go but i gotta pee oh yeah we can take a break we do that all the time we're taking a break let's take a break i gotta pee <laughs> yep Okay, we're back. Uh, I feel much better. Great. Hey, so I was gonna, I was gonna circle back to that, to that thing. Such corporate lingo. Put a pin in it. Circle. Put, we're gonna circle it, back. Circle back. Oh, I like it. Do the thing. So, uh, so in our conversation here about about imagination and, and making shit up. So yes. for all the people out there who believe in ghosts, I know there are some, and there are there are a few that I've talked to who are they're pretty avid about it. Understood. But just to let all the folks know, I've had experiences like that. I've had experiences that have been unexplainable, um, that are ghost-like. Like for instance, uh, when I first moved into an apartment here in Fort Wayne, in the West Central neighborhood, which supposedly, come to find out, was built on an Indian burial, Indian burial ground, and evidently uh, they, there was a lot of they always are. Yeah, well, yeah. But supposedly they were all tortured, so there's that too. Wow. So evidently the ghosts of Indians there are pissed off, generally. Sure. So I moved into this apartment, uh, and 
so the way the way the layout was there was a uh, it was a very small apartment so there's a loft mm-hmm. which is where the bed was and then the loft overlooked the living area the living room space so very early on I went to went to bed uh, minding my own business and in the middle of the night I woke up to the end of my bed moving as though someone ended the, and when I woke up what I thought was someone was down below with some kind of broom handle sticking my my mattress and was moving it and woke me up whoa sure uh still alive so well yeah but that's whatever, I mean, whoever that... it was was like an asshole ghost that was just yeah, what keeping me awake uh and then not too long after that uh i had another experience where i woke up in the middle of the night and there was some and i for some reason i say i'll say it's a male because some reason i felt like it was a male i don't know you have to gender the ghosts I, I'm just kidding. I'm just, this is just my impression. Is it a they, them ghost? Or is so, it <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know the answer to that, but they were sleeping next to me. They were laying next to me. And I want to say that I had my arm out somehow. And it was, it was like in my, like right next to me. Mm-hmm. And it was very, very hot, this body. And like it had been burned. And that, and that woke me up. And of course, when I woke up, it was gone. Yeah. So, and then uh, there have been times also just throughout my life where I've had sort of similar experiences. But it's always when I am in that twilight of sleep. Yeah, the in-between kind of state. Yeah. And then there are people who say, well, you know, Raleigh, that when things happen like that, it's because you're closer to the spiritual realm. Because I was going to say like, that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Who, can, who knows? Who, I think that's just being made up too. Yeah, because I mean, who knows? If that were the case, then wouldn't we all just experience it all the time? Well, I mean, that's the thing. That's see, I've never had a real ghost experience, and I, I kind of like I welcome it. You know what I mean? Like I would be just get an apartment down in West Central. Yeah, you'll be like, yeah, I'll hang perfectly it. fine. Yeah, like, but I pissed off. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I, I wouldn't mind. Like, I've just never had that, but I still think I'm still. Yeah, maybe it's real, maybe it's not. Like that's and then that that in between thing like you were talking about of being where you're half asleep still. I know people use that to tap into creativity sometimes, you know. Uh, um yeah. So I don't know. I feel like there is something to that. Like there's a maybe something cuz that's the other thing. So uh let's say that you may or may not have been given mushrooms by somebody. Okay. Possibly. For and instance. you should definitely take those at some point um yeah and try so, that out because that's i think that's all related i i talked to, to uh, i talked to uh i was just my son we were talking about various hallucinogenic substances yeah because of because hallucinogenics have become sort of a a means of further exploration absolutely and if there's anything i i truly do believe about sort of the unseen is that our brains are really good at at parsing things in a certain way that we just trust to be accurate, but I don't think it's always accurate. And I think there's things about the world and the universe and the cosmos and all the things that are around us that is uh, almost uh, uh, inaccessible to us, where we can't, uh, we just can't get there in in a in a certain form of mind but hallucinogenics can break some of that down and for sure. that is that to me is if i were to do mushrooms if i were to do lsd it wouldn't be just for the sake of the trip it would be because i i really want to know what the connection is we have to the universe to to the world to the energy I know there's, there's definitely yeah no i mean there it's not like oh well, i'm just doing i'm just having a, it's there's a lot I mean, there's a lot more to it than that, at least for me personally. I mean, you have fun and stuff while you're you're there, but I mean, you do feel cuz we are kind of we and we do it to ourselves. I think it's just the way our brains are wired. You do get trapped in a box. You kind of put yourself in it and you're like limiting yourself. And that's why I mean, in Colorado and, and some places in California, they've legalized mushrooms for like therapy for especially if you're chronically depressed. And it's really like there's people that have really snapped out when I mean, you snap out of this thing that you're it kind of resets your brain for a second you know yeah i i toured with a guy um 
probably shouldn't name his name. He was mm-hmm. he's relatively famous, but kind of a big guy in the in the late sixties as a folk singer and uh was in on hair. Bob Dylan. No. <laughs> Just uh, kidding. It's Barry Maguire. Okay. Uh, he did uh The Eastern World is exploding. That song. <laughs> okay. Uh Eva Destruction. Anyway, so he was he was talking about the days back in the day, and he had done acid uh and and that's how he became a christian was that he in in one of his trips he he took it and then he uh while he was on the trip he sort of dissolved into this foam that that went into the sky went into the you know beyond and 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 he became much bigger but but not in a powerful way just an empowered way like he realized that that there was much more to him and the universe than what he could see. And he then, you know, when he came down from it, he he sort of attributed that to to God telling him. And there again, he he made that leap to say that it was God, so it must be the Jesus God, right? Sure. But that's that's the kind of experience that I'm I'm interested in is is seeing because you know, the the idea of dreams and that twilight thing you talked about. You know, that that is those are places, dreaming and, and that twilight place are places where your brain isn't exactly in control of what's happening to you or what you're perceiving or all those things. Again, that doesn't mean there's angels, that doesn't mean there's devils, it doesn't mean there's ghosts. It just means that there's things that happen that you can't explain because your brain's asleep. Yeah. Yeah? Or it's asleep or maybe it's more awake in a way too, you know, because you I, don't have the control to go back to your your routine and your your mind. Well, that's. That you, I mean, it could be part of your brain that's more awake. Sure, that mm-hmm. that you have squelched during. You know, I mean, we taught that, right? We're taught that when we're kids. Stop dreaming like that. that that's mm-hmm. impossible. Exactly. You can't fly. You get locked in the box of like society and the the rules that they're all arbitrary rules that are kind of placed on you. You've lived in a society. We live in a society, like the Joker says. You know? <laughs> that's right. It's, it is, but it's yeah. so true, and everyone knows that. But then. Like what do you you have to keep existing? For me, I I never I, I've heard that before. There actually Ben Folds has a song called "Not the Same," and it's about this guy at a party who climbs a tree on acid, and when he came down, he was a born again Christian. Mm-hmm. Like, I, they, because people do have spiritual or religious experiences on on this stuff, because it does you do feel that way, like way more connected. It's like it's nice. Well, I always I've, I've definitely felt that like you're just a part of some bigger thing, you know. Like how small you really yeah. are. It's they call it like ego death, where you yes. kind of you as who you are, like where you're all. That's what the kind of the box you put yourself in. You know, it, it's all related. But. Well, and that that box that we're put in also comes with a with a caveat. Like if you get out of that box, you're going to die, right? Or you're going to go insane, and then you're going to die. Whatever it is, you're going to die a terrible, gruesome death somehow. <laughs> uh, and that keeps well that that's what keeps me in the box and that's what i was taught you know mm-hmm. uh that is the upbringing that i had was one of fear that you don't you don't dare take a step that way or else you know shit's gonna happen to you yeah and it's because of you doing that don't do that and things will go well well it turns out it doesn't matter how straight you play it you're still gonna get shit that there's no such thing yeah so there's sure. no God up there with you know hip, hip, you went a little bit too far the time and then you'll snap on the on the wrist it that isn't the way it works but that box is is brutally hard to break out of it is yeah. it is so concrete and deep and that's the idea of of a psychedelic is that it it sort of short circuits that whole thing yeah it puts you in a place where it it is kind of the same world as dreams but it's it's conscious dreaming. Yeah. And you, yeah. And you, you do like things just don't, you realize like what really matters sometimes. It's like the shit that you build up that is such a big deal is like really not a, yeah as big of a deal as you, I mean, and, and people are scared of dying cause it's another, it's another thing where you don't know, nobody can ever know cause you can't talk to someone who died or, or no one's really successfully proven that they've talked to a ghost about what the afterlife is yeah. like. So, but who knows if it's not the most freeing thing or if you believe in like reincarnation or, you know, if you go back to your, maybe you've lived already a bunch of lives and then when you die, you get to remember all of it. I mean, who knows? There's, there's so many theories. I know that's another thing you can just make, you could have a million different theories. That's why it's interesting to study religion and the different ways, different cultures 
kind of deal with death and how that makes you live your life. Because yeah. if you, I was someone, it was a dumb thing on Instagram where this guy was like, I love this glass that I'm, he's holding a glass and he's like, but I know that one day the wind might blow it off the table or I'll knock it off with my elbow. So knowing that the glass is already broken makes me appreciate the glass more. And I, I think that's really, there's something to that, the impermanence of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that would bring us to music too. I mean, the, the idea of, of, uh, recording or or of a, a composer you know having the idea that you only get like about six songs in you that are any good the fact is is you got an infinite amount if you're a creative spirit you're just going to create stuff the navajo and the buddhist you know the the mandalas and the navajo art sand art they would create these beautiful things and then blow it away like oh, oh, that's so beautiful yeah. i'll just make another one i'll just make another one and another one and another one and another one so that yeah it's it is not that the impermanence of things. So, so awesome. I went to a I went to a Bible college. Uh, I think I told you this a while ago. But I was we were sitting. There was a few of us sitting in this in this in the cafeteria. And this one of our quirky professors, who none of us really understood because he wasn't mainline. But he came in. He sat down with us. And on the table was a was a artificial flower. And he and he pointed to the flower and he said, "Artificial flowers are Satan's attempt to deny the fall." And then he walked out. <laughs> what the hell? But the idea is, what the, he was on some hallucinations right then. <laughs> exactly. Damn. And the fact that he he must have just thought that he was walking down the hall and he's like, okay, we're just I'm gonna, gonna blow walk their in here. Lines right now. <laughs> that's right. He probably doesn't even remember it, and <laughs> I may be making it up, but that's I, that. Those I were his know. words, and I've I've told this story. I don't know how many times, but every time it's those the artificial flowers are Satan's attempt to deny the fall. The, the my my new kind of understanding of it as I've kind of gotten out of Christianity of that world is, is exactly as you say we we deny the impermanence and fake flowers fake plants only sort of you know like like if you go into those in, into uh, the the Opryland Hotel in in Nashville it's just full of plants but there are people that do nothing but go through and pull out dead flowers, dead leaves. There are no dead leaves anywhere. Uh -huh. No dead flowers. When they start to wilt, chop them off because we don't want people to think they're going to die. That's and crazy, yeah. I know. And it, it it is that. And he was spot on. I don't know about the Satan part. That but, makes sense, yeah. But the idea is is that, that that has messed us up. Fake permanence, you know, like, oh yeah, these are going to last. Well, I mean, uh, on one hand, I see what you're saying about the garden, not wanting to see the dead thing, but also it just looks nicer too. When you when you trim all the crap out of the, uh, it, it's kind of fun to garden. I, well, I, I if, need to get my garden going at home. So I, I enjoy that kind of thing. I need to I need to get a tending to elevated plants. bed. I was going to do an elevated bed, but then I, then taxes hit, and now I'm just gonna probably not do that because that would cost. It's just way too much. Although I'm still thinking about it. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. To, so yeah, it doesn't look as nice. Sure. And I'm sure that's what the people at, at Opryland think is that mm -hmm. we want it to look beautiful. Sure. Well, it's the same. It's the same thing as your your friend or you know whoever that was that you're talking about with the broken glass. It's yeah. Like, well, that's that's unsightly. Yeah, it is. Life is unsightly. Mm -hmm. Life stinks. Life smells. It's got problems all over the place. And to deny that is really the problem. Yeah. To think otherwise is the problem. I think people just yeah you should to accept. That people have crazy ways of tricking their brains to accepting things. And then I think that's a way, you know, people make their house really nice or whatever so they can go back to their nice place and their happy place, I guess. You know? Yeah. 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 I, I I just think that the the idea of now it isn't that I live a messy life. I mean things get messy at my place. Oh but same. And I, I hate I, dusting. I so like annoying. it when things are nice and clean, but I almost wonder if I do that because I like that feeling of it nice being nice and clean. And if it's always nice and clean, then I don't really have that feeling anymore. I yeah. like the, I cleaned off my table. Now it looks nice. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <gasps> it's know? like the uh, impermanence thing. When it's clean, you appreciate it because you know it's not going to stay that way forever. <laughs> yeah. My mom. I mean, seriously, yeah. We, we had a, we, we got new furniture when I was growing up. And so she didn't want us to go in the, in the living room ever. <laughs> 
Yeah. So she didn't want the cat to go in there either. So she would put, ostensibly because the cat was afraid of vacuum, she would put a vacuum at both the entrances to the to the living room. <laughs> and then she would put placemats on top of the of the couch, the seats, because if the cat were to lay on there, they wouldn't get hair on the seats. <laughs> so the question is, what the hell was that room for anyway? Because we yeah. never lived in there. <laughs> yeah, We could never living. walk in there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, people covering. I'm like, if I get a new phone, I put it right. I have them put it in the case for me, even and do the screen protector because they're really good at getting all the air bubbles. That's the most frustrating or, thing. Or little hairs. Yeah. You can't if you have one hair under it. Like that's so annoying. For so the rest of your life. Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah, but anyway, I, I do that right away when I get a phone, and then for a while I'm very like careful with it, and then after a while it just you get to, I get to a point where it's. You know, I'm comfortable with it again. But when something's brand new, it's almost like a burden to take care of it. You know, you get to, I'm, I, I'm so like very, yeah. I just bought a new Mac, uh, MacBook Pro. And, you know, it's just, it's just this amazing Pristine. Thing. Yeah. So that was probably three months ago. Uh-huh. And now it's got shit all over the screen and there's cat hair all over the thing. Yeah. There's little pieces of food stuck in the keys. Okay. That's how I like. I almost with musical instruments, especially like my guitars and my like piano and stuff. My my keyboard, I need to just like cle- it has like texture keys. It's not like this one where they they have the gloss on the top. Oh yeah. yeah. So stuff like dirt. You know, I've played so many gigs with that Casio that I have, and it's it's been it's been through hell and back, and it's been like dropped on the ground. It has like a big gouge on one side, and it but it plays great still. You know, I kind of like that in a way too. Like there's something. Or like an old pair of shoes that they're getting a little worn, but they they almost fit better. They like form to your feet. Yeah, I have a so shirt that I sleep cool in that's that. like that. It's it's a wonder it's kept together. <laughs> yeah, like when I wash it, I have to just hope that it makes another wash. <laughs> One day you're just gonna yeah. It have 30, literally 30 is just pieces. gonna you just fall into like little pieces of dust. It's, yeah, it, but it's the most comfortable shirt ever. Yeah, and I know that one day it will not be existing anymore. Why, why do people, um, like, you know, you never are done. It's like, there's always another thing, but people always think that, oh yeah, I'm going to do this stuff. And then one day it'll be, I'll just be able to relax or whatever, but there's always like a thing. So it seems like you're never fully, you're never done, you know? Well, that's the thing with goals, right? I mean, goals are all about getting to the end game and then going, ha, I did it. Yeah. If you have no goals and you just... You're not going to be happy with that either, I think, you know, yeah. or the people with a lot of money, there's always another, you know, you, you always are trying to improve things for or do something to well, get better at it, I, I guess. To I, me, it's hard. I, I don't, I mean, I, this would be a whole other conversation that we've had before yeah. in this very room, but yes. uh, I just think it has a lot to do with capitalism. I think being productive is, is what you're after and what you're expected to do, which is to create things always, mm. do stuff always and get, get a task done and then get another task done. Whereas other cultures all over the place, uh, it's about the process. It's about it's about doing stuff. It isn't the thing you do. It's not the thing that, that ends up being done. It's about doing it. The experience. Yeah. On the way there. Yeah. I mean, I feel, I feel that definitely. Like, I think that's why a lot of people travel you know, and just to see what else is around. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Or change jobs because it, yeah. you know, the experience of, of learning. I do that even. a lot. I'll, I'll stay at the longest I've ever been at a job was like six years at this pontoon factory. But I like to, like I've been at Amazon for a little over a year and I already am like trying to just done it, been there. And I, I re- but I'm getting to a point where I want to, I'm almost, I have like a maybe year and a half left, like three or four semesters left of school. And I just want to like figure out like more, a more permanent career. Like I'm not, I mean, I don't know, just something that I actually feel good about doing, not just like moving boxes around. Well, that is the beauty of music is that there's about a gazillion ways to do it. And yeah, it's hard for me to narrow. I'm just keeping a really broad. I, I would highly suggest you, you do that. Okay. Because, uh, I'm, agreeing, I'm saying yes to everything. Yeah, I'll do your project. I'll I'll do the accompaniment for that. I'll, yeah, that I'll do your I mean, trumpet recital. Because ultimately, and I know you. I mean, we've we've known each other now almost two years, right? Yeah. I mean, being creative, uh, it it sort of goes without saying that you're not 
going to do the same thing over and over and over. Because, because, I mean, like I've done music, you know, since I graduated from high school, uh, but I've done it in a thousand different ways, and and each one is sort of tied to other things, but each one was very very different, and um, I get bored really quickly, but I can't do anything else. And you've done you you're like right now you're in quite a few different projects yourself, right? You want to plug any of those? Well, you talk about it. So just to the I listeners, I mean, I I play with the with the All Stars here in town, and um, which is the sweet. We're at we're in the Sweetwater Music Center next to the main Sweetwater building. Edit Suite Four. We're doing this podcast over here at at school today, and I, the All Stars are a, a group with uh, Chuck Sirak, the guy who started Sweetwater. So that's why they're the All Stars. But it's a bunch of musicians that he kind of handpicked. So it's kind of an honor to play in that. It's pretty cool. It is. I mean, the All Star thing is a bit presumptuous. It's a, bit but much. It, it's a fun band, and and everybody in it is you know has been around a long time. Does Chuck get pretty drunk when he when you guys are at practice? I don't think Chuck drinks ever. Okay, I was I wondering. I was just wondering about like what he does for fun. I mean, I'm obviously playing music is fun, and recording is fun for I, him. I think that is. I think that is. I'll say this. Can I just go on the record here? Yeah. Uh, so I was here in the eighties. Uh, I did. I wrote jingles for a, a company here in town. Uh, who the owner was besties with Chuck, so I ran into Chuck a lot. I didn't work specifically with Chuck, but I worked in and around, and we we knew each other then. Chuck adjacent, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We we abutted. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He is today the same guy that he was then, and uh, he's the weirdest guy in that it doesn't matter how much money he's made. Uh, there's all kinds of estimates that people can find out there. Mm-hmm. He's still the same guy. I mean, this guy has a helicopter, so that puts uh, helicopters. Any kind of, oh, sorry, multiple because he ha- he owns the whole aviation uh, company. Yeah, the sweet, uh, sweet aviation. Is it, is sweet, it sweet aviation? aviation? Yeah, something, I think something like, that. like that. He just puts sweet in front of the thing and buys it. Yeah, sweet cars, sweet. Well, well sweet water doesn't make a lot of sense if you think about it. it should be well, boats. But he, right? he also has done like uh, Ynet music. Is it Ynet? Oh yeah, Mynet. Mynet. Yeah, yeah. He he mm-hmm. did not buy them out, and he. He as as Sweetwater as a giant music company would not sell band instruments because he did not want to compete with those guys because he bought instruments from them when he was a kid. Yeah, he wasn't trying to. That's actually really like nice. He didn't have to do that. He didn't. And when yeah. they when they retired and they were done with the business and they didn't want to go any further and there was nobody taking the reins, he just bought the company. Now it's yeah, and it's he keeps it separate too, which is it kind of makes sense too because. There's, there is like stuff like that is kind of its own thing. I feel like band instruments, especially for high school and yeah. stuff. Then. He, he gets a lot of bullshit, uh, just because he has a, a lot of money. But I, I yeah, I have no disrespect down, for him. Actually. Well, he's he is as down to earth as you could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, you, you you can't make the kind of money he did and do the kind of stuff that he's done without having a certain kind of je ne sais quoi, right? I mean, you just don't. I agree with you completely. I think people get so much hate for things by people who haven't done anything in their life, yes. you know, and oh then they, gosh, and they yes. just want to, like, I remember we in performance class when Hepker was still here, he, he actually had Chuck come and talk to the, the group. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. It was cool. But yeah, some of the questions were like a little pointed, like, like, oh, if you have this much money, why don't you blah, blah, blah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I couldn't believe they asked that. And I'm thinking like, what do you, you don't know anything, you know? Yeah. But, People uh, try to, yeah. There, there was a, or you hear a story. Sorry, but you you hear a story where it's like, oh yeah, Chuck's a dick, you know. Or you hear about famous people all the time. Yeah, that that's a great album, but they were re- they were real asshole or whatever. But it's like, based on one story that you heard through a person who heard through a person, like, come on, yeah. you don't know them. Yes, it's exactly. just crazy to me. And I'm anyway. I'm here to tell you that he he. I'm not making any money on this. I'm not a shill. Oh, I know. Yeah, and Sweetwater itself, the the company itself, uh, is is. Uh, I mean, it's it's pretty complicated. My relationship with them too. I, there's some. I'm not a big capitalist, so mm-hmm. that place is just a gigantic monument to capitalism. But are they number one seller of musical instruments? Uh, in some the of them. US? Yeah, I mean, they. I think it's Gibson. One of those. One of those. I mean, this is probably you should probably edit this out, but. One of those guitar companies during COVID was ready to go down under, like famous guitar company. Yeah. I want to say it was Gibson. And it was Sweetwater that bailed them out just 
by the sheer numbers that they were selling. Single-handedly, they did that. That's They're awesome. The, like, uh, I want to say certain kinds of keyboards, maybe Yamaha or Roland. I think it was uh, Gibson. nobody who sells as many worldwide as they do. That's nuts. And, and, and when I was... When I was here in the 80s, uh, there's a guy named Tom Peters who wrote a book called uh, something about management. Uh, uh, Strive for Excellence, I think it was. And and the guy I worked for, Barry LaBeouf, another dear, dear guy, um, and Chuck, both were deep into to that Tom Peters stuff. And it's all about customer service. It's all about, uh, you know, the customer is always right. Even when you think they're wrong, it is better to err on the side of them being right because then they'll keep come keep coming back, but if you if you treat them like shit, then mm-hmm. they'll never come back, and now you lost money. And they're going to tell their everyone they know. They tell mm-hmm. you know like for everyone like that, they tell six other people. Mm-hmm. There's all Peters tells a story about Nordstrom's where Nordstrom takes back everything, and there's a picture of of some guy taking a, a used tire back at Nordstrom, which didn't really happen. It was staged, <laughs> but but the guy at Nordstrom said. They did studies and about 10% of the population will take advantage of these sort of liberal rules. 90% won't. So why would you put, you know, all of that, all that trust or, or the or the belief that 10% are going to screw you over when 90% are not like that? I've and worked in a liquor company too, and, and a guy brought in a bottle of whiskey and the neck, he hadn't even opened it, but the neck was cracked. It was a hundred dollar bottle of whiskey. Uh, Uskebach is what it was. It was delicious. Uh, but- but the guy wouldn't. But the owner of the liquor com- liquor store wouldn't give the guy his money back because he felt like he was trying to tr- put one over on him. I was like, mm. that guy's going to walk out of here and never spend money here again. Right. So you just not only didn't give him his hundred dollars back, but thousands of dollars later, he's going to McDougal across the across the way. Yeah. So uh, Chuck is all about that, and on you know inside the store it says. Do do what is right or something like that or there's there's some little slogan. Chuck is that and he believes that very strongly and uh you know for whatever it's worth whatever his m- motives are whether it's to get customers to come back and spend more money but well you, they uh, do I I think that's I think that's really fair like if you have a return policy yeah people will take advantage of it but you know how happy people are if they get a gift or something and they can just take it back and there's not a big dilemma. Yeah. You give them the receipt or whatever, and then it's that's it. And the company takes care of it. And then they're already in your store at that point with the money that they just got back. Yes. Yeah. And they're happy. And they're like, okay, this company. So they're going to, yeah. And they're going to come back and buy stuff because they're like, well, if I don't like it, they're more likely to pull the trigger on something big because yeah. they can, they know they can return it. And so. I, I can't believe that I'm agreeing with you on this because it's so capitalistic. And, yeah. I and mean- well, it it, it making it, money is is great. I mean, if you have the money, but if you don't, then it's a it, it's a flawed system, and it just needs to be regulated more. Yeah, and that really is kind of the thing. And there's a book that I need to read that uh, Bernie came out with called "Why It's Okay to Be Angry with Capitalism," because uh, it it sure, I think there are certain things that capitalism does to us mm. uh, that creates a hunger that we don't have and we don't really need. That we seek to fill by buying more shit, and uh, I think by regulating things like that, or or you know, healthcare, all that kind of stuff. Although healthcare, those are nonprofits, but they're just you know oh, assholes. Yeah, Plus, we're not getting paid enough to pay for the healthcare that we can't get. Or pharmaceuticals trying to just profit <laughs> off of. Oh my God! Yeah, your mental illness, basically, fucking you know? evil. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely yeah, bad things. But no, that's that's awesome that Chuck's always like yeah he. I've never had, I've had very little interaction. I, I think I've been in line with him once, maybe. Like, you know what I mean? Or I've seen him on on the stage at uh, Reinhardt the one time in the performance class I was talking about. And yeah, he seems very, like, I don't I don't have any problems with him, but he, he, there's uh, a lot of haters out there. There there are. The, the, he bought a, he bought a helicopter to, all, add to, his, to add to his fleet, right? That's awesome. Well, he should have. I mean, why not? I would want one. But you know, if, if you put well, yourself in his shoes, get a helicopter. Yeah, bingo. That's yeah. the thing. So he bought this thing, and it made the news. It was like a like a like a news thing. Like, <laughs> do we care? Why do we care that? So anyway, oh, that's a whole other thing. Don't so, even get me started on. So whoever celebrity. was like one on one of the TV stations, they put it on their Facebook, and then there were comments, right? And this is oh, these yeah. comments that are like, well, you know, it was like you you guys you you truly because it. 
because Chuck was the one that pointed this all out to us. Yeah. And he was saying, you know, he was reading some of these comments. Was like, I, I wasn't even there. <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. like like he he treated his his uh, his uh, the construction people badly, and at some point in whatever they were building, right. Like he's on site, like with a hard hat on, just yelling at him. Yes. Yeah, that's so crazy. And it's just, they just make this shit up and uh, then they pile on. It's it's like Reddit. It's just one people gigantic- People love it because people love that. Oh, this person knows that. Yeah, I always thought Chuck, you know, they don't, they have something, they a bone to pick with them. So then they jump on the bandwagon of, see, this is what I'm talking about right here. This guy knows what I'm talking about. And then, yeah, that's yeah. how the internet is. It's crazy out there. Yeah. And it's usually because they're people who just wish like heck they could be like Chuck. And, you know, so it's like, we're all want to be millionaires, right? Yeah. And once they had the million dollars, they would act totally differently. They would. They would be perfect. And you know they would. Yeah. And then they'd be all like, well, everybody hates me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, think about the amount of money that Chuck's given to charity versus the guy complaining about him. The stuff he's done for just this community with his, sure, he spends money on a helicopter, but how many millions went into like just the city of Fort Wayne? Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. And you you didn't put- even hundreds into the city of Fort Wayne, but you, you're going to complain about a guy. I don't know. It is crazy. You can't even imagine what that's like to have that kind of money and power. Well, I think that's I think that's an important point that you can't even imagine because uh, you know the, the Philharmonic here had a had a had a hard time because of the, the money situation. Oh yeah, they were Chuck, on strike, and did they just come back? They they yeah they worked yeah. out a deal. Nice. Uh, and Chuck is on the board, and I think he's chairman of the board, and so everybody was looking at Chuck like. What the fuck, man? Give him mm-hmm. money. This is your fault. And the thing is, is that again, you can't imagine what it must be like. I mean, is that is that what is, is that what we expect of everybody who's got a bunch of money that they just throw money at everything? Mm. Yeah. Because then, when do you stop doing that? Yeah. the 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 idea is that the that the Philharmonic and the front office needed to work this bullshit out amongst themselves because throwing money at it would just kick the can down the road a little bit. So Chuck would do no good except buy maybe another season only to have it come up again. So it had to play out the way it did. And for him to show restraint is to, is to show that he showed restraint. That, mm-hmm. that just because he's got the money doesn't mean he's just going to fork it out and, and only feed the fire for some later later date. In which case, if he, if he gave a bunch of money to the symphony, to the Philharmonic, um, then they would essentially uh, – do it again, you know, the, the next season. And they all look at Chuck. It's like, yeah, can we have more money Looking now? for handouts, yeah. So it is- And I do think, I, I mean, musicians like that, you're in a Philharmonic orchestra. Like, you, yeah, you should be able to earn a living wage doing that. I mean, that's pretty much a full-time job, right? Yeah. I mean, they, they have to, the amount of practice to stay up and not and to be able to like charge that much money for tickets at the embassy here in <clears> town, <throat> you know? Like the- it's like the theater is making a lot of money off every every year at Christmas, the Christmas thing they do. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. And like, yeah, that it's a lot of money that needs to go back to them. I know there's a lot of people in an orchestra that you have to pay. So, I mean, there's that, but Well, there is that, but at the same time, it's it's uh everybody in the symphony or in the Philharmonic here, everybody in any kind of symphony all over the country knows that you're not going to get rich doing it. Um, sure, but they they were just asking for like something fair. Well, yeah. they were. Yeah, they were, and uh, you know it was only exacerbated by the fact that the front office gave themselves a raise during COVID and and furloughed all the musicians. Yeah, which they and they they're not working at all. <laughs> it's got bad optics at yeah. the very least. Yeah, I, I'm. I don't know why we started talking about Chuck, but he's a sweet, sweet guy. I brought up that we he, were at Sweetwater. And, he's well, yeah, and he's he's yeah. just a very sweet guy, and I just want everybody who would listen to this to understand that I, I have no investment in this at all. I play in the band, uh, you know, we, we talk, but yeah. it's it. I usually mean, when we hang out, we're, I'm hanging out with other guys in the band, so it's not like we sit around and chat about this stuff. He's just, he's just a really great guy. That's awesome. And I think, yeah, I think more people should realize that. And also, like, you're not even from, I mean, you're from uh, Tennessee. Lived there for 30 years. I don't say I'm from there because I... Tennessee really yeah hate it I do I never fell home there I you know I I love the people there and my my friends I like it like when I visit there so I lived it's a nice place to visit I lived in Memphis from the time I was about two years old until five when we moved to Plymouth Indiana so I was born in Ohio and then my my dad moved down there for a little while 
finishing up uh, some school. I mean, it gets warm there in Memphis. And, yeah, it, I don't think it snowed at all when we were there. Yeah. And if it does snow, like an, I remember being down there during the winter one time when it snowed like half an inch. Yeah, they just yeah. shut. Yeah, and literally everything. <laughs> oh they were gosh. like, "We're done," because yeah. and they don't have the snow. They don't have the infrastructure to deal with snow, and people don't drive in it. So like, people were driving like it was, like everyone around here drives terribly compared to other places I've been. I swear, like yeah, there's for, a specific kind of crazy here. There, it really is. But um, yeah, I was just gonna say. So you you were from Tennessee. You're not like invested you know like it's not like yeah you've known chuck forever or something right yeah so i mean i knew him again when he was just chuck back in the 80s and he was selling kurzweil i think i might have bought a kurzweil from him um and we 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 bumped into each other a lot but it is he hasn't he has not changed at all he's just the same kind of he's like a tech geek is what he is Mm -hmm. and he just happened to come upon a certain thing and he happened to make the right choices all the way, all across the board. And that's a good example of some guy that I'm sure back in the eighties, he did not dream of this. Oh, sure. He yeah. did not think one day I'm going to build a very, very, very large music store. I did this all to own a helicopter. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was his, that was his goal. <laughs> well, man, on, on a helicopter. What, what, uh, I hate to cut it off, but I think it's 1215. I'll do part two. Yeah, we'll have to. Yeah, I'll definitely do this again. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your day slash evening slash morning. And we love you.